0: How are we? Good, good, good. It is Pentecost. It's Pentecost. Amen. Yes, amen. It's a great thing. It's an awesome thing. The birthday of the church. This is exciting. And I hope this morning uh, that we can keep our passion levels up and, and stay excited. The truth is, when I, uh, when I heard that I was preaching today, I really was really excited. Um, Maybe it's just my personality, the way that I'm built, but uh, getting to preach about really the time when the Spirit came uh, for us as Christians and for the church to be empowered to spread the message of the gospel is one of the more exciting opportunities to preach about. And I hope my prayer for us this morning is that we will be empowered afresh. For many of us, when we think of Pentecost, of course, we think of the story that you might have seen on the opening video. Which is from Acts chapter 2. The description in that video and what we find in Acts 2 is the story of how the disciples had gathered in an upper room in Jerusalem and were empowered with boldness to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. They were filled supernaturally with God's Holy Spirit of love. And today, at the outset, I do want to be bold, bold enough to say that today, let's be empowered. Let us be empowered today by the Holy Spirit, not by our own energy, energy pumping ourselves up with hype, none of that, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because our friends, our families, those we live, work, and love, they need to hear the message of the gospel. They need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. But this morning, we're not going to talk about Acts chapter 2. We're going to talk about 1 John. We're going to continue our series. And the reason why we're going to talk about 1 John is because the passage for this morning, although short, which should keep me from preaching long, our passage for this morning is about the abiding work of God's Spirit inside of us how we as Christians live with the third member of the Trinity as he works in and through our lives. Last Sunday, if you'd caught the message, it's okay if you didn't, I'll catch us up, we talked a lot about this word abide. And in our passage today, three verses, abide is said six times. Clearly it's an important thing in these three verses. Abide six times in three verses of Scripture. In 1 John particularly, there is a focus on the abiding of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The settling, the dwelling, the being with God's Spirit. This is important, that both we abide in God and God abides in us. As we abide in Him, we are empowered to live this Christian life. And the Spirit then does the work through us to share the message of the gospel of love to others. We shouldn't underestimate this because when we're talking about this, abiding, we are talking about the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Not just a power, not just a force, not just something that can be felt, but an actual member of the Godhead at work in your life and my life. In the depths of our hearts, in the depths of our lives, God in us. And of course, we know God in us is what we truly need. It is the answer. It is the answer for the world. When you share your story with others, when you share your faith with others, essentially you are sharing your testimony. You're sharing the story of how God has changed your life. And I have no doubt that in this room this morning, Many here have a powerful story of what God has done in you, how you have been changed, what is different. Your testimony is crucial, and in verse 14 of our passage today, we see that John talks of this. He says, and we have seen and do testify, there is a testimony, that the Father has sent his Son as the Saviour of the world." John is talking here, or the writer of John is talking here, saying that the testimony is crucial. Your testimony is crucial. And I mentioned before that when we share our faith with God in us, we can know with the trust that He is there that we don't have to do it. We don't have to do it all. We don't have to save people by our message. God does the saving. We just have to share. We just have to talk. We just have to love. All we need to be is faithful in the process. Not everyone is going to be a biblical scholar and know the Bible back to front, but you don't need that. God does the saving. The Holy Spirit does the work. I think sometimes as Christians, what we fail to do is just the sharing. Just the simple act of talking about our own experience of faith. And this needs to be done in the right way. It has to be done in the right way. It has to be done with love, which we're going to get to in a moment. But the world needs a saviour. It needs Jesus Christ. He sent his son as the saviour of the world. This is the only time in 1 John where the word saviour is used, in the whole letter. It's important that the saviour is needed when we need saving. We don't need to be saved when everything is going cheery. It's when the ship is sinking that we need a saviour. And I don't mean to get gloomy right now, but the reality is that there will have been times in your life, in my life, where the ship has been sinking and we have needed a saviour. And if you look at the world, there is a lot going on. People out there need a Savior. They need to be pulled from the depths. And Jesus is the answer. And I hope and I pray that that is our testimony that we share. He is the answer for the world today and has been for the last 2,000 years, since Pentecost. He is the answer. They need to hear our testimony that Jesus saves. They also need to see that Jesus saves in us. They need to see that abiding, see that change, as the work of God, as the Spirit of God has changed us. So this is not just a matter of Saying the right words—it's a matter of living a life of love, a life that truly shows the abiding of God's Spirit in us. Verse sixteen of this chapter, one John four, is a, is a powerful one, as they all are. But it talks of the confession that we make as Christians. It's important that when we confess our faith, we are speaking truthfully and honestly. And confession can be a bit of a dirty word in our world um, if we take it in the wrong way. But it can actually be a very good thing. See, if I were to say to you today, all right, everyone in this room, off you go, go confess your sins. Feel good about that? But if you go confess your faith, now that... That is a different thing altogether. And we do need to confess our sins, by the way. That's another sermon for another day. We do. But we need to confess our faith. And the way we do that is we put a pro in front of it and we go, we profess our faith. We tell others about our faith. And this is a liberating experience It should not be a surprise to people in our lives that we are Christians. If somebody is shocked when they hear that you are a follower of Jesus Christ, it's probably not a good thing. (laughs) They should know. Not because we shove it into their faces, because that's not love. That's not sharing with care. But there should be something different in our lives, in the way that we love others and we should be talking about what we believe and why we believe it. In verse 16 of our verses today, so we have known and believe the love that God has for us, for God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. So how do we share this message? Well, yes, we use words. But more than anything, we use action. And the church has been renowned throughout history for sharing love in action. I know with my family, who predominantly are not believers, my words are important, but even more important is what I do. It's how I actually care and actually show love to them. Far greater a witness in many ways than just the words that I speak. important that we back up what we say in our Christian faith. The definition of love in 1 John is a very important one too. It's very specific. It's a love that is sacrificial and gives of itself for others. In verse 16 of chapter 3, which is one whole chapter behind where we are this morning, In this is love, not that we love God, but he he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Christian love, the love of God, is a sacrificial love, one that actually costs something. This is why Jesus teaches us that our love must be for our enemies, for those that we don't get along with all the time. Because it takes a cost for us to love this way. This is how we live godly Christian lives and profess our faith. And of course, when we abide in this love, when we live in it, and the love of God through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, all of which is at work in us, because God is love, and really they are all the same. The Holy Spirit is love. Jesus is love. God is love. All at work within us. We must abide in love. And love must abide in us. In order for us to do this well. To share the message well. To profess it well. Love must be the foundation. Not I'm right, you're wrong. Why don't you believe? You silly, stupid person. No, do you know that Jesus loves you? You know in the depths of your heart, friend, brother, sister, mother, father, Jesus loves you and wants to save you, save you from your sin, save you from your brokenness. Take that pit of depth that you often feel yourself in, that anxiety. Jesus wants to take that and work with you in it, live with you in it, maybe not fix it magically, but live with you, walk with you. We need to understand that as we abide with God and He abides with us, this is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is a relationship, one that must be cultivated like any relationship. If we are to trust the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives and be empowered to share the gospel amongst other things, we must cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit. That might sound strange, but it is important, for the Holy Spirit is a person. And that relationship can be cultivated in simple ways. Sometimes in church life, I think we we complicate this and make it too hard but I would like to give us a real practical example this morning of how to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit, to be led to share the message, to be led to love in action. When I um, get up some of the mornings during the week, not every morning during the week, I have to get the kids off to the daycare or school or whatever else, um, which is a lot of fun. And many in this room would have experienced that at some point. But often it's a mad scramble. It's a holistic moment of trying to get the kids ready and lunches and things and out the door and go. One way to cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit in the midst of that is to take one to two seconds for me to stop and be still, prayerful and say, Holy Spirit, how do you want to direct me and guide me? Instead of me being caught in the midst of the crazy runaround situation, how do you want me to share the message of the gospel today? Maybe I need to share with my son's teacher at school something kind. Maybe I need to leave a box of chocolates on her desk or something and thank her for what she does. Maybe there is something that if I take that split second, that moment, with the Holy Spirit, I might just feel a nudge, a lead, to somebody in my life that I need to show love to, to share the gospel with. Maybe to speak with, maybe to sit down for two hours and talk through scripture. Maybe not. But we cultivate this relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because today, as we remember Pentecost, we remember the powerful truth of God's Spirit abiding with us to empower us to live this life. And one of the key parts to living the Christian life is to share the message of the gospel with others through deed and action truth and action the spirit has come to empower us to help us to profess that Jesus is the saviour of the world and that others can know and experience Jesus as saviour and also the Holy Spirit abiding in them and changing them Today, I'd like to finish by reading our passage again together. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. Amen.